morning. This is Lisa coming to you from the ILL, the Edwin Elder Library. And for the new ones that's listening, um, Edwin Elder was a missionary to Pakistan and to Africa. She was my pastor in Hutchinson, Kansas, mother. Um, and he was my uncle. He married my mom's sister. Uh, but she was a great friend of ours. I used to teach chapel with her for a short period of time. We also taught some Bible studies together. Uh, she was just a great woman of God. And when my husband and I were the youth leaders in Hutchinson, Kansas, we wanted to start a library for the young people and for the church members in honor of her. We named it the Edwin Elder Library. And we had a little service and honored her. Gave her. Um, I made a quilt for her. And um, my husband had a plaque made, and we, we got the plaque still, or we need to have a copy of the plaque. We gave her one. But we said, the library is dedicated to the Lord in honor of his servant, Edwin Elder, for her relentless sacrifice and labor in home and foreign missions, a prayer warrior, a friend. Then Apostolic Faith Tabernacle, Hutchinson, Kansas, 1 Timothy 4.13, Till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. 2 Timothy 2.15, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So we, print, we presented that to her. And um, it was just a great honor to work beside her and uh, learn from her as well. She was like a mentor. Uh, and after, um, you know, she passed away, we moved here. We moved here before she passed away. But anyway, we still have many of these books. And I wanted to share them with my audience. And what better way to do it than on a podcast? So the birds are really loud this morning, huh? So anyway, thank God for that. For a beautiful morning. We're on page 150 of Life After Grief. Choosing the Path to Healing by Rebecca Haver Bauer. Committees. I formed what I called... I formed what I called committees to advise me on areas of life where I either needed help or needed to learn. Some of the committees were short-term. For example, I needed to move. We had been living in a parsonage that our church owned and provided for the use of the pastor. Obviously, I knew I would not be staying there. The church council graciously gave me up to a year to move, but I knew I needed to get out onto my own nest as soon as possible so that I could hunker down and heal. So I formed a house purchasing committee. I could look at a house and decide if I thought it was pretty or if the layout seemed good or if it had the right amount of space, but I didn't know what to look for as far as structure, potential hazard, and even neighborhoods. My brother-in-law looked at street lighting, number of yard entries, and so on. I would know what to look for those things now, but I didn't then. My daughter and I would go to look at houses, and when there was one that I thought had let's make an offer potential I would have the whole committee come take a look they gave me the yes or no on location and structure at one house they discovered a crack going up the entire back of the house most likely from our most recent earthquake which I had not noticed the day I found my new home my dad who was on my house purchasing committee walked in and started to weep the peace in in that home was palatable location and space were perfect this was it Other committees were longer term. One of those was my finance committee. I needed them for quite a while. If the loss you are facing is death, there will be financial things to deal with. There are, of course, other losses that also involve financial decisions. 
If yours does, I would strongly encourage you to find people in your life who can advise you in this area. If the person of expertise is of the opposite gender, I would also strongly encourage you not to meet with him or her alone. You are in a state of emotional upheaval and the other individual is your friend. This puts both of you in a potentially vulnerable situation. Head off now the enemy that might try to add insult to injury, not even make that opportunity available. Further down the line, I formed a relationship committee made up of trustworthy women in our congregation who helped guide me into the scary world of dating. These sisters knew about every non-family member male friendship in my life, whether I thought the relationship and romantic had romantic potential or not. I had not dated since I was 18 years old and got engaged. I needed help and guidance. Once you have your committee members in place, be accountable to them. You have brought them together to inform and advise you, but it may be tempting to talk yourself out of their advice if you don't happen to like it. You have brought them into a community because you trust them, so you need to heed their advice. Now, see, that's something I never had to do. And I praise God that I wasn't living in a parsonage when my husband passed away or a place that I would have to go house hunting. I'm so thankful I get to stay in our house, the house that me and him uh, we rented for 15 years before the Lord opened the door for us to buy it. And I remember... I remember a lot of stuff about that, but um, how the Lord worked it out so that we could get this house. And that my husband, he had even written on Facebook uh, one of his comments that he had written that um, he had a dream come true and that his brother, who was a lawyer, was able to help him to drop a contract for this house. And since we bought it from our landlords, we really didn't have to go. I'm sure there was a lot of things that we didn't have to deal with because... um, they were selling directly to us, and we was already in the house. We already had loads of stuff in the house and didn't have to worry about moving and all that kind of stuff. And I thank God for that. But I do remember that after we'd already signed the contract and it was in, it was in the works and all that stuff, I remember I had this dream. I had a dream that we had had to move out and that we had we were we had to move back into one of our former mobile homes which is not even possible because we don't we don't have those anymore and they was in Kansas somewhere in Tennessee but anyway in my dream we had had to and that a friend of mine had drove by this house and that there had been a sign out put out front that said for sale or let which you know we don't talk like that here in America now over in Ireland they talk about let like to rent to lease to lease something we call to let but anyway I had this dream and my friend had told me about it and I had called my landlord in my dream and she'd say well right now there's some people living in it on staycation which in fact had in my dream it was my daughter's family that was living in it for a staycation and um but they're but they were leaving at the end of the month and that yes we could get my husband and I could could get it in to to buy it at that point and when I woke up, I was like, I don't even have to do that. We don't have to even move. We're already here. When I woke up, it was like such a relief off my shoulders. And um, it was so amazing. It was so real. I don't know if you ever had dreams like that or not that seemed so real. But then you find out, you know, don't have, didn't have to do that. God made a way. And I'm so, so thankful how God worked things out in our life. You know, we talk about miracles. Sometimes we think of miracles as like somebody with a 
withered hand or something like that and get prayed for and immediately it's made whole. But those are miracles and those are awesome and they do happen. But there's also the day-to-day miracles, how God works things out, how God works things out in our life. And I know that uh, if you woke up this morning, that's a miracle. And when you open your eyes, you open two gifts. Um, say, I opened up two gifts this morning. They were my eyes. Um, you know, enjoy this day. This is a gift from God. That's why we call it the present. You know, everything. We have miracles all around us. And I, I was on Facebook for just a brief few minutes ago, and people are like, are we going to get power back? When power comes back on, I guess Jack's Creek and Finger and Sweet Lips and some various areas on 4th Street, I guess even here in town, they don't have power. But I do here on North. Um, we haven't had any issues. I thank God for that. We have the power in the name of Jesus. We've got the power in the name of the Lord. Though Satan rages, we will not be defeated. We have the power in the name of the Lord. Bird singing with me. Anyway, that brought back a little chorus. But power. So I think God, we have all kinds of miracles. Every day we have miracles. So remember that remember you have to have great faith great hunger and great effort to live for God seek him diligently keep pointing others to the cross thank him for the things that we take for granted because they are blessings they are miracles that we live in America the land of the free the home of the brave that we are in the year 2023 whoever thought Whoever thought that it would keep going? Remember Y2K? The ones of us that are older? Remember Y2K? Everybody thought that was going to be the end. Somebody wrote in 88, 88 reasons why the Lord should come in 1988. You know, every day that we have, there's a reason we're still here. There's a reason that God has us here. And our, our mission is to point others to the cross. Our mission is to... to have our spiritual senses so in tune with the Lord that we realize that He is our friend, that He is working all things together for the good, that He is our provider, that He is, He is for us. And if God is for us, tell me who can be against us. With the Lord on our side, we shall overcome. So today, let's go forth in victory. I know there's bills to pay. I know there's work to do. I know there's hard hardships, but trials are going to bring triumphs. Tests are going to bring testimonies. We are going to get through this. We are going to get through this. And I was just thinking, I haven't cried for my husband, not really cried buckets of tears. You know that part, either I've cried, I've cried more than I can, or I know each day is bringing me closer to see him again. You know, each day I'm growing older. Each day I'm getting closer. Each day bringing us closer to the coming of the Lord. So keep on keeping on there. I can't go back. But I can go forward. Go forward by faith. Knowing I am here for a reason. My kids remind me all the time. That I'm here for them. That they love me. And that they need me. And that my grandkids need me. And those kind of things. Because you know. It's like whoever would have dreamed. That we'd have to go on without our spouse without our spouse or a loved one some of you have lost children some of you have lost siblings i know grief is a hard thing 
that you know we're going to keep on keeping on. We're going to keep on trusting the Lord. That through it all, we're going to learn to trust in Jesus. Through it all, we're going to learn to trust and know that we're vulnerable, that we're pliable, that we must not become bitter. We must not become um, complacent. We must not become so self-focused that we that we don't see the big picture, that God is in control. Well, God bless you. Remember, there's life after grief, and we're going to choose that path to healing. We're going to be intercessory prayers for one another. Pray. Pray like we've never prayed before because revival is here. Revival of our of our mind. Revival of our heart. And I know I probably said this before, but even though my husband is not here, I still feel his love every day. And as I'm going through the house looking for things, I find cards and stuff that he wrote me in the past. And those speak to me still. And that the sign that he got me for my birthday, for my 57th birthday, that um, uh, it says, if there's life after that, I'll, I'll love you then. Talk about, well, I'm not going to read it all to you right now because I say it all the time, but he got me the card talking about how I completed him, how much he loved me. I mean, it's a canvas uh, picture for the wall. But those kind of things, you know, I still got those. Hang on to what you got. Your memories are great tools from God. Your good memories. There's bad memories too because that's what life is. The good, the bad, the beauty, the ugly, all of it. But there's going to be more good than bad. There's going to be more love than hate. There's going to be God is going to win out. You can go with God. God bless you. Have a great day. Love you. Bye-bye. Thank you.